This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm Damon Hatfield, and I got a good feeling about this one, ladies and gentlemen. We've got the <laughs> band back together. We finally have Tina Amini back on the show. I'm back. Hi, everybody. So good to have you back. Sam Claiborne is Welcome here. back. Hey, everybody. Now, what's not here are my working pinball machines. They're all broken behind me, but you get a little peek into my inner life. <laughs> you can still, but the lights are still, the lights are I know. still working. It was really stupid of me to turn these on in the condition they're in, but you know what? No smoke. If there are any explosions, that will make for good TV. Uh, and also joining us is Seth Macy. Well, hello. Thanks for having me again. From the great state of Maine. And if anyone was lucky enough to be in the audience for our 2020 PAX East Gamescoop panel, this was the lineup that you yeah. were so fortunate to sit in front of for an hour. I could have made, like, you know, a, a scary, sad predictions of it maybe being the last PAX panel ever. But no, there's no, there's a PAX again now. Yeah, we're yeah. back. Pax is back. And, and one day you might see all of us at one again, hopefully. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully. Not, not this one. Not this next one. Not this but, one. <laughs> no. But maybe at a future Pax. We, yeah, we're not socially ready yet. <laughs> we have a great show for you this week. We, we are just about halfway through the year, which can only mean one thing. It is time for Game of the Year Watch. And... Uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> We're also going to be uh, helping the Nintendo 64 celebrate its 25th birthday and the fact that it can now enjoy more reasonable rates on a rental car. (laughs) (laughs) That's 25 level, that's right. But first, I am going to be on vacation next week, but fear not, Scoop Nation, Tina has graciously stepped up and she'll be hosting GameScoop next week. So there will be, <laughs> yes, that's right, Sam. I knew, I'm just making I will do my best Damon impression. There will be no interruption to your scoop service. 
But uh, I might interrupt you because that's what I do to Damon a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. We're used to it on a day-to-day level. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's true. The so ribbing will continue. Yes, that's true. <laughs> please be excited for a very special scoop next week. So, Game of the Year Watch 2021. Let it begin. I've rounded up the yeah. highest uh, reviewed games of the year from IGN so far. No tens this year yet. Mm. No tens mm-hmm. this year. Although this time last year, I think we'd given out Many tens. You get a ten. Great, you get great a 10. year for video games. Not, not a great year otherwise. Well, I think now yeah, we're too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, now we're really seeing the effects of the pandemic. I think uh, mm. so. There just haven't been as many big games released this year, but there's still mm. been uh, many games that have gotten a nine. Games such as Chivalry True, Chivalry Two, uh, the medieval multiplayer combat game. Mm-hmm. Maybe Seth would be the only one here who might have played that one. No, we assigned that one to you, Damon. You were supposed to play oh, great. it. Great. Right wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grifflands yeah. also got a nine, and that's much more of a Damon game. I made sure to yeah. start. I started playing that last night uh, just oh, cool. for the show. And it's another roguelite. It's another deck building roguelite game, but it comes from Clay, makers of uh, Shank, Mark of the Ninja, Invisible Ink, Don't Starve. Uh, among many others. And Grifflands is very cool. It's like um, post-apocalyptic. You're a bounty hunter. It's got, obviously, you can see if you're watching the video here, very oh, wow. that, that signature clay Saturday morning cartoon style art. But it's, you know, it's a mature story that they're telling and it's violent. And you're building up your deck like you do in so many games like Slay the Spire. Cards. Yes, cards. It is cards. So like Slay the Spire. He did say it was a Damey game. Yeah. Yes, he did. But this game has much more of a story uh, to tell. And the other interesting mechanic is you're actually building two decks, one for combat and one for negotiation. So when you encounter someone, you can try negotiating with them instead of jumping into combat with them. And the whole game mechanic is to whittle down their their argument, basically to diminish their argument. Well, that's a Sammy feature. Yeah, that is true. Negotiating. That is true. So Grifflands is cool. That got a nine from IGM. Uh, Shikari, I assume that's how it's I, announced. Oh yeah, I want to try that. But yeah. I just wanted to say you did a really good job of making a game about negotiating with cards sound exciting. So, <laughs> it's it was really primarily the negotiating bit. Yeah. <laughs> and the, art, the art is cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art is also cool in Shikari. Uh, yeah. It's got a yeah. col- coloring game. book art style, and I think that's a big game mechanic. I think it's a Zelda-like top-down exploratory adventure where you're painting this coloring book with a paintbrush and uh, it looks very cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm into this. Yeah. I have it on my hard drive. I just haven't, I've been very busy. You're very busy. Is it busy just now. out for PC? Uh, uh, I, I don't know what platform it's on. Maybe on, on Switch now. also, but I have it on PC. So, okay. Um, actually it's PlayStation 4 and PC and Mac and PlayStation 5. Okay. So not no Switch. <laughs> I not was Switch. way off. Although it feels suited for Switch. So it yeah. one of these days. Yeah. yeah Surely absolutely. one of these days. So the assumption was fair. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then there's Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which I just finished a couple nights ago. You finished I, it? I did, but it's not a super long game. You know? Oh, I thought. See, I can't tell. Uh, that's good to know because I, I've been replaying it a lot. I'm, yeah. I'm way through it, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, this must be a really long game. But I maybe I'm right near the end. Yeah, That's I mean, cool. do you know about whereabouts you are? I only by story spoilers, so I don't want to say it. But uh, I, I do. Yeah, I can d- definitely talk about it. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Tina, did you play any uh, Ratchet and Clank? 
Not yet. I've been going through Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to finish that back to back to back uh, before yeah. I touch literally it's anything amazing. else. But I'm almost there. Yeah, I'm like a third of the way through Mass Effect 3 right now, so close <laughs> to beginning Ratchet. <laughs> you are also... seven ninths of the way through all of Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> I've also uh, got... been pretty grueling in, in some ways. I've also picked Mass Effect back up now that I finished uh, Ratchet and Clank. Seth, any Ratchet and Clank for you? Yes, I started playing it and then I immediately got busy again. Very, very fun. Very nice game. I thought my kids would be into it. They're like, no, nah, we're not into this at all. Really? I totally id would it as a kid's game from the well, start. I thought my, that would be the only audience. But not a but teenager they, they game. They play Halo. Yeah. My, it's, it's my son's birthday today. I have two teenagers now, so they're not, yeah. they're not into it. Yeah, yeah. That, that violence in Roblox for some reason is real big. <laughs> Still? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Darn it. It's kids. Building sense. and yeah. socializing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not sure I'm looking forward to the Roblox phase, but. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like. I'm sure you're going to have to go through Minecraft before you get to my- Roblox. So that's true. They just, got, yeah, they swap back so. and forth for. There you go. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I like Trash and Clank a lot. It's a very enjoyable, charming game. I like the the characters. It's a very pretty game, as many people um, game, yeah. have have pointed out. It, it's not like uh, it's not directly in the sweet spot of what I like from a platformer because it's not as much. It's not as much about exploration as something like Mario Odyssey. It's more of a game that you blast through and, and work your way through pretty linear, linearly. But definitely fun, definitely enjoyable. Sam, what do you think? Uh, I, I don't like it very much. I think that it has a, uh, a like, it's charming. And, yeah. and actually, I like, even though I don't like story in, in games in general, I don't think games handle story well in general, yeah. uh, aside from Mass Effect. Damn. Uh, but yeah, it, it, uh, it, you know, like, it's a little simplistic and stuff on that side. But um, I, I do like how, like, the cutscenes look, because it's, like, amazing to watch that on, you know, a new TV and, mm-hmm. and everything. And sometimes the gameplay looks really good, too. But generally, I don't think it's as next-gen as I was led to believe. And then... Um, yeah, you, you walk through that game and shoot things. The the points in which I die, I'm frustrated at because I'm just like, okay, I have to do this boring fight over again. And then the points where I'm stuck with puzzling, they're giving me clues constantly. And I don't know, like it just, it plays itself. You know, like it, it's a really yeah. cool cinematic experience in a lot of ways, but like, that's not really what I'm looking for in a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are all fair. And that's actually, those are um, observations you can make about a lot of Sony first party games, I think, but. It is. So I really like the Uncharted games, but it's similar mm-hmm. in what I just explained. Like, you know, it's like I'm not really looking for a, cin- a 40 hour cinematic experience in a video game necessarily. But I really like some- something about the collecting and the secrets and the shooting in Uncharted. I do like versus this just doesn't have even that remote, small portion of exploration. in it. Yeah. I do like there's a huge variety of weapons in the game, and I think it's fun to like swap back back and forth between them all and see which ones are more effective uh, against more uh, against which enemies. But I think maybe you're, you're meant to like play through the game again, or at least after you finish the the story, you can jump back to your save right before you go through the final push because I don't, I don't, I didn't get all the weapons first of all. And I don't feel, yep. don't feel like I really got enough time with all of them to master them all. Yep. And they make you take, you, that's a choice, right? You have yep. to like, you have to choose which weapons you're going to, you're going to buy basically. Yep. And then, if you have buyer's remorse from that, like too bad, but yeah. uh, you know, like it's it's hard to tell what you're going to like and what you're going to what's going to be effective. A lot of them seem like joke weapons too. It's like, well, then I'm yeah, not going to spend my money on those. Well, so when am I going to experience them? Yeah, I mean they're all kind of gags, you know. Yeah. Turn your enemies into plants that can't move. Yep. Fungus. 
Um, yeah, okay. So moving on through our list of uh, games that have gotten a nine so far. Guilty Gear Strive, a long-running uh, fighting game series with an anime art style. Got a nine. I think I, I, I assume Mitchell reviewed that one. He's our fighting game guy. I think, yeah, I think exactly mm-hmm. correct. I remember I liked I liked the original Guilty Gear a lot back on PlayStation because that was right around the same time as Rival Schools and my friends and I were kind of oh, into yeah. that silo game. Uh, yeah. And I've actually thought about trying Guilty Gear Strive because I love the art style. And I'll play a fighting game if it has a um, sort of a, a thoughtful single-player story mode like Mortal Kombat 11 actually did. And I had a lot of fun with that. So I've been thinking did about... You, did you hear about the story mode in this? Well, you can just sit back and watch it here, right? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like an anime. Yeah. Which, you know, I, that that's cool. But uh, in yeah. Mortal Kombat 11, I could play through the story mode and actually fight all the fights, you know? Yeah, it's funny. Anyway. What a great like looking that. game, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the art style mm-hmm. there. Knockout City, perhaps a surprise hit from EA. Uh, fancy Pants Dodgeball in a futuristic city. Got a nine mm-hmm. from IGN. Seth, you or your boys play that one? No. it's Well, it's a dodgeball it's, it's, game. I know they've fallen off on sort of that uh, competitive style game. It's it's yeah. really weird. I, I think people are surprised. Once again, by that one. I've been meaning to check it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Busy, busy boy over here. Would you believe not one but two EA games have gotten a nine this year? It takes two. The fantastical uh, cooperative platformer also got a nine, and that one looks really very very clever in almost mm-hmm. a Nintendo a Nintendo way. But I haven't played it myself. Nope, neither. Curse Same. of the Dead Gods is another roguelite. Another top-down action roguelite with similarities to Hades. Mitchell also gave that a nine. I haven't checked that one out yet, but I probably should since it definitely seems to be in my wheelhouse. Then Hitman 3 got a nine, and that's the oh. game that I played. Oh, I finally scored that really well. Yeah, that was January. <laughs> yeah. That's the game I played through in its entirety and loved it back in January. Same. Sam that was game. playing it streaming on the Switch. Yes. Don't recommend that. <laughs> the, Don't need to talk about that anymore. The definitive edition that of Hitman. <laughs> Best experience. Yeah. But that detective level was still amazing. Yeah, in the, in the mansion. In the mansion. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, that one's great. Tina, you played some of Hitman? I, yeah, I played all of it. I forgot I that it came out this year, but yeah. definitely <laughs> one of the highlights. And Seth, it sounded like you played it too? Yeah, I started it up, and uh, it looks amazing on the uh, Xbox Series X there. Nice. I played it on PS5, or also looked great. I think some honorable mentions would be Resident Evil Village, which got an 8, and then uh, Returnal. Yeah, my game of the year. Yeah, so also far. Returnal. Yeah, that was going to be my question. So I, I think probably I would agree, Sam. Resident Evil Village is probably my favorite game I've played this year so far, but Hitman 3 is also right up there, too. Um, Tina, how about you? What with where Hitman Three ranks for me? No, for what's your favorite game you played so far this year? Oh, um, honestly, my list is thin, uh, just because I guess like I haven't played a lot of these nines that we've been giving out. Yeah. Um, so I would probably say, like, I guess I would say Mass Effect Legendary Edition, but that feels like a lame answer. So I guess I would have to go with Resident Evil Village instead, which I played in its entirety too. Which I was impressed that I actually got to the end of that because. Yeah. Me and horror games are love-hate <laughs> relationship. I love them. They hate me, but, you know, we try to get through it. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm way through a second playthrough of Resident Evil. Like, I, I wow. love the new game plus. It's so fun. Um, you know, I, I turned on <clears throat> Infinite Shotgun Ammo, mm-hmm. and uh, I put it on hard, and it's still difficult to play 
yeah. and in all different like weird ways. But like, it's really fun how it's balanced. Like, it's like it's it's really surprising. Like the first uh, Dumbatresque boss. Um, uh, she, there's like a boss fight outside where you're, you're fighting, you know, in the castle. And I don't want to give too much away. Um, but, uh, uh, that one, you know, it's like, it's like a specific boss sequence where you get a specific weapon to fight that boss. Mm-hmm. And I do not have enough ammo with that weapon to beat that boss. So thank goodness I had my infinite shotgun, but it doesn't, the game like allows you to, to beat that boss with a shotgun, which doesn't make any sense yeah. if you guys remember that boss, because that's not what that boss should be fought with. And I just love yeah. that. Like it, the, the, there's so much elasticity to the design of that game. It's awesome. I love Capcom and Resident Evil when they hit their stride with that stuff like that. Yeah. It's sandboxy, surprisingly. I, I think I'll, I just played through it once. I like the idea of what you're doing it, returning to it and in, in, in approaching it in different ways. So maybe around Halloween time. It'll be a good time Ooh. to pick that one up again. And there'll be other stuff. I mean, they're going to yeah. add other stuff. Oh, I also played the Mercenary. Yeah. I can stop talking about this forever. But I'm playing Mercenaries also. And like that used to be my favorite, most tense arcade mode in a modern yeah. game in Resident Evil 4. And you know, it's not as interesting in this, but it's like it's totally an arcade game mm-hmm. in Resident Evil. When, you, when you're playing that game and you're really good at it and you switch to that mode, like it feels amazing. You, you know, like mm-hmm. you just feel like you're a really <clears throat> great player. I love it. Seth, what's your favorite game you played so far this year? Man, it feels like a cop out, but uh, I'm really enjoying Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PS5. I didn't play it on the oh, PS4, yeah. so it's it's all new to me, and I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. But everyone said I would love it, and I'm like six hours in, and I'm kind of loving it. And it looks really yeah. great in performance mode. Don't put it into the 4K mode; it looks super bad. It's like really? super bad. Yeah, it's uh, like, what's his name? Uh, the guy who did the animation for Clash of Titans. Like, the, the frame rate's just real, real bad. Ray, was it Ray Harryhausen? Ray Harryhausen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks bad. Oh, so it tanks the frame rate. The frame rate's, uh, it, it, like, aggressively uh, obnoxious if you put it into 4K mode. But in okay. performance mode, it looks, it's like rock solid 60 FPS. Yeah. It just looks beautiful, and it's fun. I'm, I'm having a good time with it, because I'm a big old nerd from the JRPG era. And you can play the uh, apparently we're we're calling her Yuffie stuff now. Yes, which I yeah, which is nice. And I think you can buy that actually separately. Like if you already have the game, I think you can buy it as a download. But I don't think so. yeah, that, please. <laughs> you have See, to do it. Please don't. It's, yeah, that'll be sorted out by the sponsor of this very episode. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Seth, I think you'll appreciate this. Um, this blew my mind recently, and I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around this. Did you know that Clash of the Titans is an '80s movie? What? Really? It's from like 82 or 83. But in my mind, it it's like from? it's like Jason and the Argonauts. Like, yeah. Like the seventh voyage of Sinbad, like from the 60s or something. But it's an 80s <laughs> movie. It's I crazy. Always, I that would I guess be why I watched it so often on yeah. VHS, because it was like a, a, a contemporary movie. Wow. I, there's yeah, a, I there's that a difference between early 80s movies though and late 80s movies right like that's like what yeah. it's all practical in that and it's all stop motion i mean like you know it doesn't look any worse than the rancor looks in jedi right oh i mean no it's i don't probably, think so i think it, yeah i think the kraken still looks pretty cool but it's just like that style of movie is this is <clears throat> was more popular in the 60s it's pretty cornball too i saw that in a drive-in oh, yeah. like in in the bay area you know five oh. ten years ago it was awesome to see that in a drive-in i think archimedes is a little owl in it it's so cool yeah the owl is cool. The whole Medusa scene is very cool. It scared the Jesus out of me as a kid. I hated that. <laughs> uh, we actually cats. got a, speaking of Resident Evil Village, we got an email about this from Andy in Oklahoma. 
who says, so I just got the platinum for Resident Evil Village, got to thinking about the series yeah. in general, and I came to the conclusion that I'm pretty sure Resident Evil games are Metroidvanias. I know they're <laughs> horror games first, but I think... Uh, Think about, about think about what makes a game a Metroidvania. As you progress, you uncover more of the map. You find areas you can't access yet. You find some kind of upgrade or power that will clearly let you access an area you couldn't before. You backtrack mm -hmm. to access the new area. Rinse and repeat until you have access to the whole map and all the bosses, etc. He may have a point there. Yeah, and there's like some items that you get from fighting some boss fight, uh, some boss fights that let you progress in certain ways. So, like technically speaking, yes, <clears throat> which. In general, I think it's a good indicator of the industry because if everybody just borrows the best kind of the best features and the best designs from each other, then you just have the mm -hmm. most perfect video game. Mm -hmm. So everybody should be doing that. And it's I such think, a great feature in general to feel that sense of progression in the gameplay. So yeah. everyone should use it. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's Metroidvania-esque, which is sure a newly coined because the most critical part is at the beginning, you start out, you have everything. And then you lose it, and then you have to go back through the game. <laughs> well, not every fly. Metroidvania starts out with everything, right? Usually That's the sequels. Right? You started out all powerful in Metroid, <laughs> and then you like lose, or I guess actually no, because the original Metroid, you just start off with nothing. Yeah. So, no, but okay. it's sequels for Ooh. sure because it's like you got to get knocked down a hallway or something. You're like that's all it took what? for Samus to lose all of her weapons. I mean, Symphony of the Night, you start out as like uh, full of full of powers, and then you lose them all. How do you lose your powers in Symphony? I don't remember. You get hit with a weapon and then you go. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Like yeah. <laughs> well, no, don't you encounter you encounter uh, death Dracula. right 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 yeah. at the beginning of the castle and he takes everything yeah. away. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep, they go sure. flying out of you. That's so. Uh, funny. Let's see. Where am I? I'm I'm almost done with season three of Castlevania on Netflix, mm. and it's great. Uh, looking ahead to the where next quarter, I'm sorry. Where were we? We're, where were we? we, we we've just uh, we've watched the games of the year. Oh, yeah, we're talking about Metroidvanias. Mm -hmm. That was a good observation, mm -hmm. though. And I do appreciate the reference to maps, because in addition to what Tina said, like the map is such an, besides unlocking doors and progression, maps are just such an important part of Metroidvania games, or what I call the Metroid likes, where you're just like, oh, he's trying to figure out. And this is the first time I really played Resident Evil this way since, like, you know, two and three are like this also. Like each room should turn blue when you move on. Like yeah. that is God, such a Metroid so useful. Thing. It's yeah. so useful. Yeah. It, and it's like, what do you do? You probe every corner of the room until mm -hmm. you can move on and you figure out like, Oh, you can shoot down crystals from the side of the wall. You can do mm -hmm. like, there's things like that. Like that's exactly Metroid. It's like, well, why can't I find anything in this room? There must be a reason for that. Oh, you need a scanning visor later that reveals that thing. Like I, I love that stuff and I love the map aspects of it. So I think everything's approaching that Metroid like quality. We can just call those adventure games too. I think Metroid took it from that. Sure. We should just like call video game genres, or we should list them like you would ingredients for food. Just like the primary ingredient, <laughs> oh, and then diminishing returns. So like you know, Metroidvania can be one of many uh, genres. Mm -hmm. So like Resident Evil would be mm -hmm. horror, and mm -hmm. some version of action and and third person, and then mm -hmm. Metroidvania. And you can make that cloud. You could be like, this is the type of game that mm -hmm. I like, and then you can just match <laughs> it go. with other games. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. It'd be fun. I like it. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. 
That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. So looking ahead to the next quarter over the next three months, of course, by the time you're listening or watching this show, Mario Golf will be out. Mario Golf Super Rush, I think is what it's called, yes. uh, which I've been very excited for. But uh, my, my excitement was uh, uh, lessened a little bit from, from our review from Simon Cardi. He gave it a six and he's, he's also a big uh, Mario Golf fan. But apparently maybe, maybe this one is not as robust and full featured as previous Mario Golf games go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, Sam. How are you, how are you feeling about this one? You still excited for it? Yeah, it, no, no. I mean, I, the, the only reason I like about Mar- Mario Golf games is that people are just like, this is secretly a really amazing, in-depth, cool. You know, it's, they don't think of them as golf sims; they think of them as like basically in-depth, you know, RPG lights, right? And like, this is, you know, that's what I'd look for in this, and it doesn't sound like it, it really hit that. So that's too yeah. bad. People really like the last tennis game. You played that a lot, right, Tina? Yeah, quite a bit. I was pretty yeah. addicted to it, but yeah, a little bit of a different experience. Yeah, I mean, it was just like Nintendo sports games can go up and down because the tennis game before that was really bad. And so it's like, I, I don't ever know where they're going to go with it. I was hoping this would be like a really, like, a, this is the Mario Golf to play. But mm-hmm. Seth, what about you? Is this something you'll play? I was really excited for it because the 3DS one is just so, so good. And yeah. I don't know, maybe I'll see what it looks like on Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what I... That's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe some, I don't, it went from a day one must play yeah. for me to I'll get to it sometime. Yeah. Uh, surely though, the, the, the most, the highest anticipated release over the next few months is blaster master zero three on July 29th. Oh, uh, I did not know that that was in so, so soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up really, really soon. What a numbering uh, convention. 
Well, Blaster Master <laughs> zero three, just like Mega Man, right? right. And speaking of speaking of Metroidvanias, those games are Metroidvanias with great pixel art, uh, yeah. and I loved the first two. Very excited for that one. Seth, did you so, play the first two? I played the first one. I haven't played the second one, but I, I probably should get on that because the second one's better, right? Like it's that's, yeah, it's even better than the yeah. first one. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed the first one. That was like one of those games that was like launch window for the switch i was like well i'll just try yeah. it out why not and i was like this is incredible oh yeah. man this nintendo's on to something with this little handheld device and people are supporting it that's what we want to see and uh, Seth, you, or go ahead sam well i just wanted to point out that blaster master came out between metroid and symphony of the night well, so yeah. technically we should be calling these uh, Metroid blasters. <laughs> I mean, that makes, yeah, you do, you do blast a lot in Metroid. Mm -hmm. uh, Seth, did you know that Blaster Master is the default video game 20 questions game? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was not aware of that. Sneak peek for later. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, we, we did a, a video game 20 questions in which Damon answered yes to anything we asked. And in mm -hmm. six questions, we knew it was Master Blaster. <laughs> Blaster Master, yeah. Blaster Master, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the idea was just answer yes to everything and see what game they guess. And that, that's it. So that's the default 20 questions game. Wow. It worked. Uh, and then actually an actual high-profile game over the next quarter is Deathloop, PS5 exclusive, oh, coming September yeah. 14th. Which was already supposed to be out. That was supposed to be out in May. Yep. So yeah. I don't know. How, how, how are we feeling about uh, Deathloop? Is this something we're excited for? Oh, yeah. I think this game gonna be like really really like well received and like just people are gonna talk about this game for years but i don't think it's gonna sell very well so an arcade <laughs> game oh, yeah, quite a prediction. i mean that's just how i feel i mean you look at it an like, wow, this looks game. so you know this looks so great like my twitter feed everyone is just like so excited about it and all they can talk about it, and i'm like this doesn't this is this is gonna just break so many hearts just because it's, it's I don't think it's going to be commercially successful. I think it's going to be mm -hmm. critically a critical darling that's not commercially successful. And this will be one of those games that when it's on sale for $5, everyone will be like, play this and give you a mm -hmm. link to it. <laughs> I could see that happening because, you know, in terms of even us just covering the game, it looked like something that would really pop for people. I mean, look at the art style. And then a lot yeah. of the gameplay clips they've shown have seemed like really energetic um, and mm -hmm. fun and like, exciting um and it's you know it's, it's got a multiplayer element which i feel like is so few and far between these days so it seems like something that would pop but i guess in the midst of a bunch of other uh announcements and and reveals it's been kind of washed under a lot of uh you know it doesn't have as much visibility i guess as, as a lot of mm -hmm. other games so i think you're right seth like i think it's going to be the thing where months after it comes out when it's on sale people are going to be like this is the game that you missed playing yep. and you should absolutely mm -hmm. take advantage of this i don't want to be right like I never, yeah. sure. I never take sure, any sure, joy sure. in these predictions that I make, but yeah, like this is going to be the Titanfall two, that's four ninety nine in like five years, and and then it gets well, like a you know. Well, it's also um, it's a PS five exclusive, so that also limits you know how many people can experience it. But I <laughs> think true. I think yeah. they've said it's a it's a timed exclusivity for a year, so maybe fall 2022, it's on Game Pass. Boom, and then it's like yeah, it's true. I think we can call these games Killer Seven Likes. Killer Seven Likes. <laughs> the root of the critical acclaim. Yeah, game. but where in the genre cloud does that fall? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what's you know what's actually I was thinking the, the genre cloud thing with this game? Like this game is something where it's hard to pin down like what the actual combinations of games are in it. Like I 
it's actually hard for me to describe that to people. If somebody asked me what this game is, I wouldn't know how to really describe it at this point. And that's a problem for the game, but still, like, it's not a problem for the game being fun in the end. It's just like, it's it's hard to uh, cover it. Right you, now. And any game you don't know the genre of, you can just pretty safely say it's an action adventure and move on. Hmm. That's a good hack. This is what we've kind of discovered when we've come up with our like best of categories every year. Yeah, we're like, all right, can we downsize our categories? Well, no, we have to keep this for this reason and this other thing. And there's always a thousand games that fall under action adventure. (laughs) It's the biggest bucket. Just throw everything in. Big bucket. Damon, what's the black cat behind you? Um, If you remember Panda Musk, this is a that's that's a piece that's a a Panda Musk piece that I commissioned for a. my wife, Kim, for Christmas many years ago when we were just dating. And this is uh, our old cat, Jackie Brown, yeah. being a giant in in Tokyo and um, Sh- uh, Sh- Shinjuku. And then we're up on, we're riding Jackie Brown's head at the very top. Kim oh. <laughs> nice. And there, there's lots of Easter eggs, references to us in our lives and, and all the like billboard and the neon signs around Tokyo. Wow. So, so cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Very, very, very cool work from Panda Musk. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, everybody. Thank Hi. you. Listeners, wherever you can always reach <laughs> us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Abdulaziz from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia did, and I apologize if I mispronounce your name. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit more about Metroid. He's got a question about oh. Metroid and Metroid Dread. He says, I need your guidance. I haven't played Metroid since I was a kid playing Metroid Zero Mission on Game Boy Advance. After the Metroid Dread reveal, I got excited, wanted to play all the 2D games in preparation for it. In what order do you suggest I play them? Should I go chronologically, so Zero Mission, then Return of Samus, then Super Metroid, then Fusion, or should I go with order of release with Super Metroid, then Fusion, then Zero Mission, and then Return of Samus? Because with each newer version, the controls would be better and smoother. And I thought it was interesting that he's just discounting the NES original and Metroid 2 on Game Boy, but Zero Mission is a remake of the original, and then yeah. Return of Samus is a remake of 2, right? Yes, I believe uh, that's... Um, yes. The Zero Mission, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that, that'll work. Yeah. Wait, wait, which one? Which one? He, he should, well, 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 I'm, not saying, I'm not saying an order, I'm just saying like those are the remakes. But the order, I would say just play Super Metroid Zero Mission, just move on with your life. Well, well, uh, well people have... A, so I have not played... To be able to say so myself, but uh, I was just reading up on like what people on like Reddit and whatnot thought, and it's it's a very big debate of what Damon just said. Like, do you go in accordance to the evolution of the gameplay and the features mm-hmm. and the, the development, or do you go in in order of in timeline order, so release order or timeline order, like you would with the Marvel movies? I would choose the timeline order for sure because Mm -hmm. the uh, Zero Mission remake actually adds all this Chozo stuff into it, which is really cool. And it's about Samus as a little kid growing up on a planet, uh, like all alone. And and that relates to every other game a lot more than the original Metroid or Super Metroid doesn't really have any of that in it. And that's the best place to start for understanding who Samus is as a character. And then you'd go from Zero Mission to um, the most recent game, which is called Return of, of Samus, Samus Returns. Um, uh, mm. and that game, you know, I, I don't think is that, you know, like it's, it's fine for Metroid, but it would be, it would totally follow on story-wise to get you to super Metroid and then fusion, which again, like, I think you can skip fusion. Really. Well, I think, you know, even, even if fusion isn't as good as the other Metroids, I think, like, I think it's still like a really fun, good Metroidvania game. Eh. I still enjoy it. It's not a bad game. 
it frustrates me so much after playing the other Metroid games, the stuff that it abandons from Metroid that 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 I can't get past it. Mm. Like that you can't backtrack. I mean, it's just it drives me crazy. Like you have to be you have to be perfect from the first start of that game to get a perfect score in the or, or perfect run in the end. Instead of saying like, okay, at the end I'm gonna 100 percent this. I don't like that. Sure. Seth, where do you come down on Fusion? Uh, I am not familiar with Fusion. Mm. Actually, I was just gonna recommend just start from the start from Metroid on the NES. That's a great game. <laughs> you gotta use a guide to play that though. Who sure. I mean, come on. Yeah, obviously, but it's like you will not you will not get through it otherwise. There's not there's just nothing to get through. You have to sit there and like charge your energy tanks for 45 minutes before you go for a run. It's really, really, really not user friendly. Well, I mean, you know, there's got to be a guide on IGN that people could. There's a guide. Okay, you could also use see? Game Genie, which would be fun. And you could, yeah, I, or yeah, I I highly recommend. Metroid is great on the NES, and then you go right to Super Metroid. You can just skip all the other ones. Just go to the the console ones. <laughs> the Game Boy one's not very playable. You know, it's cool. A cool idea that I recommend for people too is that Zero Mission has all this stuff about Samus is is a little girl and the Chozo, which are like a cool like alien species. Uh, so does Metroid Prime, and so mm-hmm. uh, Zero Prime One, Prime Two, Prime Three is like absolutely the best prep for playing a new metroid game in my opinion that you need um, the other stuff that's added by the end of super metroid that is really expounded upon in games the baby you know i, I just yeah. think that's the worst part of metroid like i and i i, I think that the, 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 there's really cool alien civilization exploration like cool stuff that that's happened kind of in the early 2000s around metroid that's like the real place to touch down and, and track metroid out so zero mission cannot go wrong best part of the dinosaurs television program oh god <laughs> i hear the last episode of that is a real bummer yeah oh really i i, I have never seen the final is, did they go guess extinct? what happens <laughs> yeah okay. yeah we'll move on this is ethan from pennsylvania and he he may have a real scoop for us oh, oh. it's a little bit of a story so he says I was listening to an episode where someone brought up how Assassin's Creed Black Flag was leaked by someone seeing the name on someone's laptop on a plane. It made me think of something that happened to me. I live in Pennsylvania, but traveled to Missouri for work on occasion. A few coworkers and myself went out in March of 2021, and when we weren't working, we were exploring the area around Branson. You've oh. never been to Branson. It's like a Vegas for elderly people and families in the middle of the Ozarks. <laughs> when we were able to go check We were able to go check out a cave there that was really cool. You know, on our our tour, our guide said something very interesting. He mentioned that he had had a gentleman on one of his tours a week ago that he was casually talking to and asked where he was from and all that. And the gentleman mentioned he was a software programmer. The guide was knowledgeable enough to be curious as to what he was a programmer for exactly. So he asked, the gentleman said he was a programmer for video games. Gentlemen, uh, the guide asked if he would know what game he was working on, and the gentleman said that he was here researching caves so that he could work on the designs for Borderlands 4. What? Oh, well, that makes oh. complete sense. They need to re- recreate the loot cave. <laughs> or he was there to go see the Yakov Smirnov headlining show for a character yeah, Borderlands 4. Yeah, well, yeah doing character research. I don't know. That's what he said. So he says, of course, no one else in my tour group recognized the significance of the story behind the cave aspect, aspect, but my face was very bright and I was looking around to check and see if anyone else thought it was cool news. I felt all alone in a cave of strangers for that Aww. moment. Aww. Well, at least you're here in a cave of friends. So he says, <laughs> I know it's been... 
teased at this point. But at least... A cave of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, another good shirt idea. There you go. Uh, he says, at least now you, you know an extremely trustworthy source, me, based on the word of a cave tour guide in the mountains of Missouri. <laughs> See, journalistically, because that's about a third-hand source, we would need to verify it with uh, at least one, actually two others, ideally. Yeah. But it's a You're good start. You're going to have to go back. Yeah. But I don't know, would a programmer need to be doing cave research? Are would the programmers anyone? the one? Can you imagine being like, you know what, I need yeah. to go on location to figure out how to depict this cave. Yeah. I don't know. Have I you think all you're... been in caves? Has everybody here been in a cave? Yeah, not uh, recently, no. but yes, I have been in a cave before. Uh, kind of like yeah. the you know the 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 um the swimming holes in Mexico count. Mm. That That's a cave? those are oh yeah. yeah those are exactly caves and they're really really cool ones. Those are actually created by the Chicxulub Meteor impact site those like oh, crazy wow. uh holes in the ground there but yeah that that's um um but like you know even with a cursory understanding of, of a cave i don't think you need to go to one to be like oh yeah there's the there's the stalactites it's dark bats <laughs> yep it's like that's the cave's greatest hits i don't think you're gonna get much more in branson mm. and i've been to i've been to probably that cave in missouri too because uh missouri is full of caves and that's amazing to go to caves there um and i've definitely been to branson so i bet i've been i bet i've been in that cave um we gearbox has all but confirmed that borderlands 4 is a thing but they also have tiny tina's wonderland so i don't maybe right. it's possible he was actually doing research for that one but well, i think we'd say there's no caves no caves in well we'll see yeah no caves Maybe. confirmed wow <laughs> <laughs> they went they did they saw the cave they decided this isn't for us <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And that brings us to video game 20 questions. All right. Our suggestion this week comes from Brock from Ontario, Canada. With that said, a lot of let's Canadians get recently. Let the questioning begin. Okay. I just want to start this by saying that you can start with a question for sure, but I have a new hack that neither Tina nor Seth has been privy to yet. So go ahead, Tina, and I'll get to the hack. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say um, is there a snow level in this game? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say yes with a, a an asterisk, and you'll understand why eventually. So very much in passing. There's a, how about this? How about this? There's a snow area. Areas. Oh, okay. You yeah. Might, so it's not distinguished not by a level. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. I think so it's like a big open world map. Yeah, or like uh, like a Skyrim or something where certain parts of the map are, yeah. are snowy. Is this an open world game? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> that kind of that kind of ruins my hack. So, uh, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. What is the hack? Okay, so the hack is that you ask uh, more than one thing at once. So you ask, and I'll go ahead and I do see. it. Uh, so you do. Uh, is this a, is this an RPG? Um, a shooter, or what's another type of open world game? Mm. Blanking suddenly. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, that, that's probably you know. Uh, anyway, that's what you do. You do. Oh, how about this? I'll do this. Is this a a sci-fi, uh, um, fantasy, or um, steampunk game? No. 
But then you don't so, know, like the problem with fitting in a bunch of things into one question is you don't know what specifically he's saying yes to. Right. But but we can use one more question to narrow it down if, if you want. That's fine. But just now that was really helpful for us because it's not a fantasy or sci-fi or steampunk game. Right. I need a break really quick. Okay. My, my computer's dying. Oh. oh, no. One second. I didn't realize it wasn't plugged in. Whole <laughs> thing over here. Wait, mine's plugged in either. Thank you, that. Yeah, I just got the 10% alert. Hoping that I could survive without it. I noticed it like 30 minutes ago. <laughs> okay, I'm good. Cool. So if it's not fantasy or sci-fi or steampunk, it could still be Ghost of Tsushima and be historical. Uh, hey, does historical. the, uh, does the main yeah, character like historical again. wear a hat? Oh, what, are you representing for Justin now? <laughs> I mean, you gotta ask. <laughs> but no, because I think it's Red Dead Redemption 2, because that has snowy oh. parts in it, and it's open world, Ooh. it's not fantasy, it's not steampunk. Mm-hmm. So you're asking that? Was, that, that, that's my that's actually question. more... Does the main character wear a hat? Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the situation, ah. you could wear a hat. It's like if you're fishing or not. Yeah. <laughs> Different moods. I don't think it would be Red Dead, though, because you open with the snow level, and that actually feels like a level, and then you kind of open into a different world entirely. Yeah, that is true. But you so can it's go more back traditional. Up into the snow. Mm-hmm. So it's a metric. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's it's fair. Right. To get, like, the, yeah. That is true. You lose all your powers at the beginning of Red Dead 2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we could, because that is on brand, we could, for the episode, we could ask if it's Metroidvania-esque, as Seth put it. Should we? Yeah. Not yet. I want to ask oh. about horsies. Okay. Do it. Can you ride a horsey in this game? No. That's fine. Uh, so no ghost or red dead. Yeah. Right. It's open world and has or snowy Assassin's parts. Creed. Oh, yeah. So maybe it's just a GTA-like, because it would just be like a contemporary kind of world with crime in it and stuff. Right. So sometimes you wear a hat. There are snowy areas. It's open world. What else did we get about this game? It's not sci-fi or fantasy. Did we ask RPG? No. No. I guess we can kind of assume. There's so many open world games. I mean, yeah. Should we go uh, generation? Yeah, we we can get a year down for sure. I mean, it's going to be after probably 2000, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we can do some generations there. Like, like console generations? Yeah, I think that'd be more helpful. I assume it's going to be part of a series, but we could ask that, too. Mm-hmm. Is it part of a series? Yes. Do, I, I'll get to the gears in a second. Do, do you shoot um, uh, guns in this game? No. What? I mean, it could be Skyrim. Um, we're, we're stumped. <laughs> no, it's not fantasy. Oh, that's right. Don't shoot guns. Um, can't ride horses. So something maybe in the, we can maybe ask Should we about go developer. We, yeah, we can. We haven't done even done the years like we said we did. Is this from? Is this from the uh, uh, last PS4 um, Xbox One generation of games? No. Is it from the gen before that? No. <laughs> so probably well, this gen. No. So not PS4, Xbox not... 360? No, without two ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so it'd, be it'd be like PS2, Xbox. PS2, Xbox. What <laughs> open world games are there that it's like there's GTA? That aren't sci- sci-fi fantasy. Right. 
Because yeah. I, I mean, good lord. Uh, there's like um uh uh like all the the Sony games, like the ones where you're the the guy that shoots electricity. And then there's like um, oh uh, <laughs> oh infamous. Yeah, yes. and then there's the uh out uh what's the Xbox One Sunset that's, Overdrive? That's there's like those types of games. Oh yeah. I don't think what it's the was, fantasy that we're talking about. And you don't shoot guns. One? Oh, wait, no, that was Xbox 360. Never mind. So it's Are you a like superhero? Uh, do you have superpowers in this game? No. That's that a- would be sci-fi fantasy. <laughs> it could be, but it could be like Crackdown. Well, that's kind of sci-fi. I don't know. Yeah, like you could say Saints Row, but there's Saints lots of guns in that. <laughs> yeah, that is crime. Yeah, maybe this is like a kidsy kitty game or something like open world and name only, or like Ragnarok, or it could also just be really old fantasy. I can only think of fantasy open worlds. I know, I know. (laughs) Like Zelda is a fantasy open world, you know. I mean, it's it's not fantasy, and there's no guns. This isn't Mm -hmm. a video game. Yeah, is this (laughs) a video game? (laughs) (laughs) Don't answer that. Um, let's see. I don't know. The era thing's now throwing me off a whole lot. I guess, is this yeah. from before 2000? No. Okay. So it's, we're, we're basically assuming it's like a real-life emulation semi-thing, open world, but swords, let's say. Oh, what about um the hackery game? That's kind of sci-fi, the Watchdog stuff. That's, that's oh. sci-fi. Yeah, that's more sci-fi. Yeah. And there's guns. Does this take place, you know, in uh in the past? No. <laughs> okay. So it is like a more like it's not sci-fi. It's like a present it's present day. Yakuza games? Do you shoot guns in those? Oh yeah. Or do you just shoot Did like lose Seth? S- staples? Oh, oh my gosh. Well, oh, we okay. lost your video. Okay. Seth's okay. face looks amazing right now. Yeah. <laughs> I th- that should be your profile photo. So. I'll take a screenshot for you. Set. Oh no, yeah. you're back! Oh no! Ah, oh, no. you ruined it, looked, it. You look like a LucasArts avatar for a second. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know where to go with this. Uh, does it have r- realistic graphics? We could ask. Maybe it's a cartoony game. Oh yeah, that's a good one to ask. Does this have realistic graphics? Yes. Is he just alternating yes and no for our answers? Is this another meta? <laughs> Could be. I was going down a samurai path for a while, but that's the past. Yeah. 2000. Oof. Seth, we might be losing you. We, we, uh, oh, no, no. we have, we have <laughs> Robo We don't want to lose you either, but Maine is just experiencing a, a really tough time with Actually, Seth, no. <laughs> Seth, we cannot hear you, but maybe it's just Discord. Can you log off Discord and log back on? Sign out and just disconnect and reconnect? Oh, I see him better in vMix now. Hello. Yeah. Okay, hey. you sound better now. Okay, good. To us, yep. to us. At we least. saved you. There you are. Cool. Okay. Well, I think we're, we're totally boned here. <laughs> How many questions are we up to? 13. 13. Ugh. We're almost out of time. And it's, uh, yeah, so... should, we, should we go developer? Like, was it made in... U.S. or Japan? Or- That's fine. It's after yeah. 2000. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just yeah. don't know what direction to go. Well, let's do what was it? Was this made in Japan? No. It's a Western game. Not fantasy. 
open world has some snowy parts. No guns. No guns. What are some sorty open world games? I, I keep going like back into the past. <laughs> right. Oh, what about like Bio Mutant or a game where you're playing as an animal or something? Like a Sonic. Well, that's also fantasy. Game. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying like if you play as an animal or something like that, so you can't use a gun. Wouldn't that still inherently be fantastical because you play as an animal? <laughs> 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 I, I think fantasy in this is high fantasy. Like yeah. dragons. I, I see dragons and stuff, yeah. yeah. You're saying dragons are an animal? That's what you meant by fantasy, right, Damon? Uh I mean, it's just not it's just not a fantasy game. Okay. High or low fantasy, this is not a fantasy game. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, and realistic graphics. Right. Although now that you go down that path, what's that game? Tokyo Zoo oh, Jungle, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. That's a weird one. PS3 though. Mm. Uh, why would it be open world? That's just the that it's probably just yeah, some like. What if it's Forza Horizon? Oh, uh, when did that come out though? That came out. There's just so many of them. It could be five. You know who knows. Is this? Should we just ask if you drive in this game? Yeah, do you have? Is it? Are there? Uh, is this a car driving game? No, that's fifteen. <laughs> Jesus, it's a good theory though. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we <laughs> okay. know it's part of a series too, so it's a right. series of right. realistic, but not shooty present day open world game. Right, made in the West. Down to earth and swarming with magical robots. No magical. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this is this a violent game? No. Yes, yeah, it, ha- it can't be. So it's we've eliminated samurai stuff, even contemporary. So what? Do, what's a? P- oh my god! Is it robots? Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, Minecraft. There you go. Give me Minecraft. That's a fantasy. I guess that would be a high or low fantasy game. Yeah. And you do get to wear... Roblox would be hilarious. I have no idea if there's a snow level in Roblox. I've actually played that game a little bit. Yeah. You can go to a school. It's a Sims <laughs> kind of game. Could be Sims. Also... Yeah, Sims. Sim oh, games. Well, no, just... not... Uh, I had something. It was like right there. It's Realistic the graphics, my brain. Though. Right. Realistic? Oh yeah, that's not Minecraft. So not, not Roblox either. Yeah. <laughs> what about like Goat Simulator type games? Is um, is now Journey's linear. It's not like open world. Like yeah. You have to follow a path on that one. Yeah. Also not realistic. Oh yeah. Shit. And not in the window of consoles either. Oh my yeah. gosh. Wait, what window of consoles are we in? PS. We're either right now or or, or okay. Oh, right, 2000 right. to 2005. <laughs> and it, it, it can't be... I mean, I guess it could be right now if it's part of a series. Yeah. It could be something long-running. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to complete loss. It, it, I'm stuck. Do you even want to nail that down? Just like, is this a game that's out? Is this I a mean, contemporary we, game? I think that'll focus... Yeah, help, help yeah. us. Is this a game that's out for the current gen? Yeah, I don't think we'll get Can you say the question again? Is this out for the current gen of consoles? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> okay, so part of a series. What's coming back to 
Oh, man, I wish we asked if it was an exclusive, too. <laughs> What's on the horizon? Um, Is it Horizon? Yeah. <laughs> Fantasy. Oh. Definitely. And sci-fi. And sci-fi, yeah. Yeah. And in the future. Mm-hmm. Um. And you don't kill things at all. So it's like, what's something that's coming back that's maybe oh, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are they making it's a like, new Shenmue? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it also is Western developed. So I'm just thinking like, it's probably something like a driving game, but it's not. Or like something... Is there like an open world puzzle game that isn't The Witness? Oh, man. That's a really good one. Or an open world no sport, sport game that's not driving, like we uh, we sports resort. <laughs> How many questions are we up to? That's six, uh, seventeen. So you have two questions okay. and a guess. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. More than I thought. Okay. I thought we were I'm right at the end it. there. I mean, we are. So do you want to ask the console exclusive thing? Mm, I don't know if it'll help narrow it down because we should be able to think of like what's coming out to new consoles. That's an open world game. Either way, I mean, Xbox or PlayStation. Flight Simulator is coming out to consoles, and that has some snow in it as well. And it's literally yeah. open world because you can go. I think it's Flight Simulator over the entire world, and you sometimes yeah. wear a hat. But we could also ask: Is this a video game? And then that would actually have a relevant <laughs> answer. <laughs> when um, do you wear a hat? <laughs> it depends on which avatar you 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 choose. I mean, we could go down that path and ask: Do you fly? Uh, can you fly? Can you fly yeah. shit in this game? Yes. <gasps> oh boy, it's getting more Finally, real. It's getting more real, Ooh. and this is a perfect Seth game too. So it, I mean, yeah, yeah I'm really looking really at my good. all my controls and yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, should we just go for like? Did this game get a, t- a ten? By IGN or like? <laughs> did I review the, this game? Seth? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did Seth give this game a ten? Yeah, that's our question. We do it. Yeah, that's our yeah. question. Did Seth give this game a ten? Yes. Oh! <laughs> Seth, do it. Bravo. Drop it. Go, Seth. <laughs> yeah. Is this game Flight Simulator? Yes. Yeah. It is. Oh, I was worried. Oh, my God. I, I was worried, was too. That was, that was coming close. I was yeah. worried for you guys. A literally open world game with snowy areas. A literally yeah. open world game. <laughs> that that makes areas. sense. Yeah. That From is the, the second time I've pulled something completely out of my ass <laughs> the last second and won. That is unbelievable. I mean, this was tailor made for you, so I'm glad I that know. you did. I would have been disappointed if you didn't. I <laughs> what a great, also, like, just thinking ahead, like, what's coming out this year, and then that being the yeah. thing that narrowed it down is, like, what right. are the releases coming out? Yeah, we got lucky on a couple of those. Oh, we man. did not intend the answer to lead us in the direction they did, but, man, did they come through. I can't believe that Damon knew that you could wear a hat in this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, only basing that on pilots wear hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wear hats. See, well, right there. I think he's wearing he's a hat right there. Right there. <laughs> yeah. We should have asked, do they wear aviators? That's, oh, that's wow. the for next yeah. time. <laughs> I had no idea that you could see your avatar in this game. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you're doing like one of the uh, uh, mm-hmm. out, outside views like this and you can. Yeah. This game, yeah. man, whew, I'm probably going to play this. As soon as I'm done talking to you guys, so <laughs> take a victory yeah, lap. I gotta say, take Target a victory lap in flight simulator. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. that was really that was fun. incredible. That was really good, uh, Tina and Seth. That was a really, really good twenty questions. I was very impressed. With the game together. 
That was a good yeah. one. Good suggestion from, from Brock in Ontario, 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 Canada. And fun fact, the developer is Asobo. Do you guys oh, know it's the okay. same developer as A Plague Tale Innocence? And, and they developed game. Connectables. Yeah. Connectables? <laughs> yes. Wow. Cool. Uh, Damon, is this, is this a video game? Is this a video game? It, no, is, is reality is a video it? game? No. Is, is Flight Simulator a video game? Would you have answered that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I okay. think that would be wasting a question. But yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, there's been debate. You know, yeah. it's such a straight sim. I mean, our sims. They, you know, they specifically the company line is this is a simulator, and it is because you can yeah. start a plane mm -hmm. from you know go through the checklist and click every button. But I mean, mm -hmm. you can also like do loop de loops around the Statue of Liberty in a seven forty seven. <laughs> That's so, what makes yeah. it a video oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> That's the scariest sentence, and that is definitely what yeah. makes it a video game. <laughs> Uh, okay, I have to go get a COVID test so the state of Hawaii will allow me into its borders. But that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you to Sam. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Seth. Thank you to Tina for hosting next week. Everybody Ooh. have fun in my absence, but not too much fun. I want to I want to know that I missed. No uh, deal. Of course. <laughs> if everyone has their own suggestions for 20 questions. Email them to me at gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you to Alan, who's working behind the scenes, making the show possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.